Hi, I'm George Takmanchow. This is the Easton Target Archery Podcast, and back with us, the hardest working people in the sport of archery, Brittany Salonen and Bruce Cull from the NFAA and the NFAA Foundation. Thanks for joining us today. Absolutely. Good morning, George. Morning. I well, We've got a lot to talk about. I'm going to start that sentence over again so I can edit it so I don't sound like I'm having a stroke. <laughs> we've got a lot to talk about. <clears throat> Vegas 2022 is about to start. That How many is that now? This is, uh, we just had to do the calculation. That's 56. 56. And correct me if I'm wrong, Bruce, that means a prize pot of $56,000. Yep, that's correct. Incredible. Yeah, that's for the open division, uh, what we call the big championship division. And yeah, we, um, in 2016, at our 50th anniversary, um, we made the decision to give $1,000 added to that every year, um, just as a nice little memento to those hardworking people that shoot the best in the world. So, Yeah, and to be fair, you know, I, I said that was the prize pot. That's just for that one division. Obviously, there's a, thousands and thousands of dollars in the flights and in the uh, scholarships and everything else. So we'll get into some of that. But it's not just the $56,000 for the uh, top dog in the uh in the shoot down it's potentially a hundred thousand or more by the time they get their contingency and everything else but it's hundreds of thousands of dollars by the time you get done from the standpoint of all of the other categories that get paid out yeah you know when we add up everything um we always advertise that it's 400 to five hundred thousand dollars, and um this year you know it, it's the same so it's yeah obviously it's the world's biggest payout in archery and um you know, we spread that out to the, the big divisions. And then, of course, the, the bread and butter of the Vegas shoot, you know, the flights. Um, that's our crap shoot that has made Vegas what it is. So it's uh, going to be another year and hopefully a bigger and better year than 2020 was. So, yeah, well, we had our 2021 event in April, so it was delayed. Okay. And um, we had a great turnout for it in terms of competitors. Uh, again, at the time, because of restrictions, you didn't have a ton of spectators, but that was the first event I've attended this year that did feel like a real event. And uh, yeah. I believe that if, if everything goes according to plan, and we know how that can go, uh, but if everything does go according to plan, we could be back to what is very much like a normal Vegas this year, couldn't we? Yeah. And you know what we're seeing, the indicators that are, um, you know, the, the benchmarks that we watch um, are sure showing that right now. I mean, it's um, and Brittany, I think, can elaborate on this, but I think what I heard last is we've already got a thousand pre registered, and um, that's right on track to what you know 2020. And the really cool thing, you know, for those that are listening from 2015 through 2020, we had our biggest growth and we had growth every year. Um, you know, which is when you get to those big numbers, you know, when you're talking about 3,500 people just in the main part, um, <clears throat> that's that's big numbers. You know, you grow 5%, 10%, and, um, you know, that, that's substantial. So, yeah, I mean, we're, we're right on track. Uh, motel pickups are on track. Um, and I think, I think the world has finally said, you know, it's, uh, we've turned the corner. So hopefully it's going to work out well. And all we can do now is wait and see and pray. Now, there's two different websites that uh, people can use to get directly to information about the Vegas shoot, including thevegasshoot.com and the NFAA USA uh, website, which is nfaausa.com. 
Um, Brittany, what's the story with registrations for hotels for the South Point and for the um, sort of the condominium complex next to the South Point that I know a lot of friends of mine like to use because uh, A, they don't have to deal with the elevators and B, they can cook their own meals if they choose to. It's, it's spacious. Um, a lot of advantages to staying there as well. Um, what's the story with uh, accommodations this year? Yeah, so for the South Point, we just got updated numbers this week and our room block is already over halfway full. So if you're, if you're planning to stay at the South Point, I would definitely get your reservation made. Um, and then we also next door have what you said are like little, they're timeshares actually, and they allow us to use them as hotel rooms. Um, it's called the Grand View Las Vegas and it has a kitchenette, it has laundry, um, it's quiet. Like you said, there's not a crazy line for the elevators. Um, so it's a great option for people who are, are looking for that different experience. Now that grand view has really worked out well, George, you know, um, I guess as we get older and I say, we, I'm talking about you too. Um, uh -huh. as, as we get older, there's a, there's a nice little part of being able to stay literally across the street, um, where you've got, you know, a little more peace and quiet, and then you can uh, walk across the street and go right into gambling if you want to, and right into the tournament. So that's got an advantage. And of course, uh, families, that's a really big thing. Um, you know, they can stay there. But, you know, obviously the first choice for everybody, I think, is the South Point. The elevators oh, sure. are, I think we joke about it more than anything now because they actually opened up double with letting us use the service elevators. And, you know, we've staggered the times now and all the growing pains, um, you know, we've really been able to work out and work with the facility. So, um, well, I'll just point out that uh, recurve stabilizers can be unscrewed from the bows. So if yeah. people were to... <laughs> If people were to simply unscrew their stabilizers, like all the compound shooters do, recurve yeah. shooters, then we would probably have triple the elevator <laughs> capacity. And I'm not kidding. I mean, yeah. it's amazing to me. And, you know, the other thing, too, Brittany's done an excellent job um, over the years, the bow storage, which um, I, I think well over half of the people store their bows. And we've got a pretty neat little niche area for that that, you know, is safe and, and you don't have to carry your ball all over the place. So that's oh, yeah. so much more convenient. Yeah. And uh, practice this year, you've got uh, back in 2020, there were some special arrangements for practice. What's the plan for this year? Yeah. yeah so we're keeping it very similar to 2020. There aren't going to be any huge changes. Um, so if you attended in 2020, a lot of it, it'll all be the same location, the same size. Um, so we want it to feel familiar to people. We don't want, we didn't want to make any crazy changes, bringing people back. Yeah. So, so practice will be up um, and the other ballrooms that are, you know, right by that Coronado ca cafe. Um, there'll be a small bow storage area there. And then regular bow storage will be down at the bottom of the escalators. Very convenient then. Yes. We have, um, we have a opportunity, I think, to go beyond the numbers which were record numbers in 2020, 3,816 competitors in 2020, 53 countries attended and all 50 states. Uh, there were 767 checks cut and there were a hundred vendors. And um, I think the show part of the Vegas shoot is going to be particularly significant this year, if I'm not mistaken. Partly because I think a lot of the bigger companies are not going to the ATA show. Do you think that's an opportunity 
um, Bruce and Brittany, from the standpoint of uh, companies getting their products shown to a large crowd for really the first time in 2022? Yeah, I think it's vitally important. And, um, you know, I, I think the, the Vegas shoot has been a natural platform, you know, for that for a long time. It's, it's very, uh, very unique. Again, it, it, Vegas has its niche. Um, you know, it's one of the few shows where you have an incredible mix of, you know, number one, the manufacturers. Um, you also have some dealers. You have some distributors. And then, of course, um, when you're looking at the customers, all of a sudden you've got all those different people, our customers, you know, in, in one location. Unlike a lot of the other shows where it's just dealers or it's just a shooting event. So, you know, I think that coupled with the fact that the international numbers are huge, um, I, I think, yeah. And, and taking the fact that last year everybody was hamstrung, um, people couldn't do anything. I think it's going to be a, you know, an excellent venue for everybody. I think it's a time when, you know, small dealers are able to go and, you know, meet one-on-one -on -one with those vendors. Um, the ultimate customer can look at all the new products, um, you know, new bows coming out. Yeah. I think it's going to be great. And, you yeah, know, one, go ahead. another thing that's going to be really good this year um, and Brittany can give you a few more of the details, but you're probably going to want to look at another podcast with this. Um, the NABA show is actually being held right previous to the Vegas shoot. Um, and the NABA is what was held in Reno for years. Um, we've talked to them before about doing something. And uh, of course, they love the Vegas location. So a lot of the manufacturers, you know, and, and other vendors that are there now have the ability to set up, um, you know, to display their goods to you know, a captive audience of dealers. And I think they have, my goodness, it's three, four, 500 dealers that go to that and uh, they buy everything for the year there. So a lot of those manufacturers are going to, you know, be presented there and then stay over, you know, for our events. So that's just going to add more, you know, to the whole Vegas atmosphere. Yeah. And I think our goal with that is we're excited to, to bring some of maybe the more traditional bow hunting manufacturers and bring them to Vegas to see our event. And hopefully they stay over for ours as well so that we get you know more of a well-rounded trade show with not only target archery, but more bow hunting stuff as well. Yeah, with the, um, you know, we got 6,000 spectators. That's a number that I left out when we were talking about the statistics for Vegas 2020. And those 6,000 spectators are general archers in a lot of cases, but also just general public who are interested in archery. And in the United States, the reality is, you know, I mean, we're, we're a target podcast here, but the reality is bow hunting and, and related stuff is really important to the constituents. And so having those opportunities is probably going to be something attractive to a large number of those people who come to the event. And uh, for sure, it is, I think, a, uh, a unique opportunity for the uh, international crowd to see a side of archery that they don't normally see when they're at home. Absolutely. I just think it's a win-win for everybody. So that's going to be great. As we look forward to Vegas, uh, let's recap the dates. When What's the deadline, to, first of all, Brittany, to get registered? Yep. So the registration, the early registration deadline is January 17th. So we definitely want to get as many people as possible registered by that date. So we have a, you know, a good idea of what our attendance is going to be. Let's understand, though, that with the rooms already halfway full, uh, sooner probably would be better than later. Yes, definitely. And you can always book your room first, you know, and then, you know, once the new year hits, get registered. Um, but the earlier, the better. 
Any changes to the registration fees for this year? Uh, nope, they would be the same as 2020. But the payout's more? Yes, that's correct. <laughs> so there you go. That's, yeah, that's, that's, you a, know, that's our way. We've got to always look, um, you know, our organization has always been about giving back. Um, and, you know, personally, that's the thing that I think has made us uh, what we've been able to become. I mean, we, um, we're not just going to be a group that takes, takes, and takes. We want to give back and, and make this the, the family atmosphere and the archery camaraderie that, you know, I think we all grew up seeing. And, you know, what a better place in Vegas. Absolutely. One of the, uh, one of the things, of course, that we always look forward to with the Vegas shoot is the return of old friends. And uh, there's no better opportunity to be social and to enjoy archery than the Vegas shoot. And, and that's one thing I think that has the greatest value to me as a, you know, kind of a, somebody who's been in the sport for quite a long time and same for you guys. Um, you know, it's just being able to see those people and interact with them and have fun in a great atmosphere. Uh, one thing I've never seen in Vegas literally is an argument at the Vegas shoot. I'm, I'm sure maybe you guys have behind the scenes, but I've never seen one. And it's kind of a nice thing. You know, it's, it's really uh, a great uh, opportunity to have a fresh start to the season. You know, it's kind of a big cap to the indoor season. And I really, really appreciate the effort you two are putting into giving us this event once again. Well, you know, this, yeah, George, and you're exactly right. I mean, this thing, um, all, all the moving parts of Vegas now have become, you know, incredible logistically, but they're also all fun. I mean, you know, and, and, one thing that I didn't mention yet that is obviously a huge integral part of the Vegas shoot has been the addition of the World Archery, um, you know, having the World Series final. And, you know, that's going to be uh, another great thing again this year. I mean, being able to have that night when we, um, you know, represent all the different countries that are shooting for that. Um, and this year is different again. You know, we've only got a couple of them. Uh, we've got names. And, and, of course, Vegas are scheduled right now. And, you know, we're still going to have the World Series final. So that's really cool. And having, you know, the top people that are represented from around the country there just makes it go hand in hand with what Vegas is. Yeah, now, this, go ahead, Brittany. I was going to say there's a, you know, starting November 8th, regulations are changing for entry into the U.S. as well. Um, it's not perfect, but it's way better than the process we had, we discussed for the World Championships. Yeah, it's much easier, uh, I think, from what I've seen. Yeah. So we're excited that we're going to be able to get um, not only those top level international people, but the flights and the kids and, and making sure we can get them into the country to participate. Um, so if you were kind of scared off by the process of previous, you know, the last two years, um, it's hopefully going to be better after November 8th. So yeah, that's that. that's very clearly the uh, the case. And that's just two days from now as we speak. It is um, very clear, of course, that uh, a lot of things, everything that we plan needs to be kept in the context of the, you know, situation that we've been dealing with for nearly two years now. And we have to recognize that there could be some changes and there could possibly be some adjustments. But right now, as we stand, uh, you know, with our very clearest prospection, we feel that... Uh, what we are outlining here is very much what will come to be as things stand right now. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah. I mean, you, you said it perfectly. Um, you know, we just, there's been some crazy times, but I, I really feel that, you know, I sure seem to see the light at the end of the tunnel. And I think, 
the rest of the world is I, I've traveled, you know, internationally here recently a few times. And, um, you know, I, I'm seeing everything getting as close to back to the way normal was as, as we could get, I think, for right now. Yeah. And I think that that is a, you know, as much as anything else, the Vegas shoot can partially be a celebration of that fact in that we will, you know, have that opportunity. Of course, there will be whatever safety protocols are required. But at the end of the day, we'll be back to something very much more like a normal event than we have seen for quite a while. That should itself be a refreshing opportunity. Yeah. And by the way, speaking of celebrations, you know, there's some things to celebrate in the South Point. Um, and I'm not even going to let them all out. But, uh, you know, there's some new businesses that have opened up in the South Point that um, well, let's put it this way. George, you and I love one of them. Um, is there going to be a is there going to be an improvement for coffee opportunities? Oh, big time! Yep, you hit one of them right there. Because um, honestly, I was going to bring my Nespresso machine if we weren't going to have that. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't. Uh, let's put it this way: if everybody remembers, there used to be a Seattle's Best there. Um, there's no more a Seattle's Best, and I can tell you what's there is bigger and better and um, incredible service. You you have any idea how important that is to me personally to have decent <laughs> yeah, coffee? That's why I mentioned that. Uh, yeah. All right. I mean, I've, okay. I've been able to be there, witness it, and taste it, and um, I can tell you it's going to be. Uh, I think everybody's going to be happy. There's and there's a couple other things going on in the South Point, so um, it'll be a, a nice new little celebration of, of some new stuff. All right, some new dining opportunities and some new caffeine opportunities are always welcome. <laughs> and of course, you know we're going to have a few tricks up our sleeves too. Um, you know we've had to take a year off, so. Bruce has had a long time to sit back and plan when this finally gets going. And um, I keep a lot of that to myself because I I'm sorry, Brittany, Brittany, yeah, I'm I sorry. I didn't take a year off, George. I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah, we, we all know. We know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, one more thing, and that is scholarships are back. Um, they didn't actually go away, but uh, talk about the, the role, the unique thing that the NFAA Foundation does with scholarships at this event. Yeah, so we offer scholarships for all of the junior divisions for first, second, and third. So anyone that, you know, it takes home a medal in those divisions will earn scholarships for, win for secondary education. And then we also have an essay contest scholarship that'll be awarded to one male and one female, 17 and under. So that is live. People can apply through, through mid-January for that. And where can they go, where can they go for that uh, application process? Yep. So it's the vegasshoot.com and there's a, a scholarship link that they can click. Perfect. You were going to um, say Bruce. Yeah. Something else, you know, just to add to that. I mean, um, Brittany, what's the total? Is it like 35,000 or something we give every year, but I've got to see a few things because I get to see the checks come across my desk. And um, I just saw one the other day and it was for well, it was several thousand dollars to a young girl. And this was somebody that had won Vegas like or, you know, had, had podiumed um, through one or two or three different age groups. And because they aren't eligible till they're 18, that accumulated. And they ended up getting a pretty nice scholarship, you know, to go on to. And, and it's not just um, regular college. It can be technical school. It can be anything that's defined in higher education or secondary. Yeah, any secondary education. education. Yeah. Yeah. So that's really nice. And it doesn't, we're not limited to the United States. So you know, that's, I think that's been a great thing. It's, uh, it's very specific to our sport. And uh, I think it's a great way to reward those people based upon, you know, their skill in the sport that we're all dealing in love. 
Yeah, yeah. George, I, I forgot one piece, which is the collegiate portion. So we are continuing our collegiate scholarships. What it is, is it's just an add-on to their regular registration fee. So if you're shooting the flights or championship, you pay an add-on fee, and then you're put into the collegiate portion as well. And they're competing for scholarships. Well, while Vegas Shoot, of course, is the focus of our discussion today, there's a lot of other important events. And, and you guys are, I mean, it's kind of crazy. You just got done with World Championships. You've got two more important events coming up. Yeah, we're, we're excited. It's, um, you know, we're finally back to normal and we're hopefully done with doing virtual stuff, even though that was fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've got, you know, Vegas coming up, of course. And then we've got the Rushmore Rumble, uh, which was a new tournament that debuted last year right here our headquarters and then we've got indoor nationals and then we're going to go right into the first dakota classic and outdoor target and then all the way to a world field championship so we got a full schedule for 2021 or 2022 yeah we sure do now uh, rushmore rumble what are the dates for that so we are actually sending out a survey today just to get some feedback um, because i think our original thought was that it would be maybe more of a december really late year tournament almost yeah, like agree. a warm-up for vegas then yeah but this year just because of our schedule um and just like notice we we felt like we should push it a little bit further out and we're actually looking at the date of may 4th through the 6th no uh-huh or march march 4th through the 6th gotcha so that could very well be um a follow-up to vegas and provide for yet another opportunity it was a big event and a big success, in my opinion. Um, yeah, first we, time you know, did it. Over, over the years of uh, working on these tournaments, I've never had as many emails and comments as I have about the Rumble. And I heard not one negative. Um, people really liked it. Um, the target was a change. You know, the round was a change. Um, and, and I think people are excited. You know, the good part was that we're able to take that. And, and the one thing we've been really good at with Vegas and all the tournaments we run is being able to have that great mix of amateurs and professionals, you know, shooting together and, you know, getting the manufacturers to, to come up with contingency for those because yeah, they're big tournaments. I mean, you know, we get a lot of exposure on them and um, you know, they get the manufacturers get to showcase their top archers. And of course the amateurs get to compete for, you know, either small amounts of money or trophies and, awards and it's um it's a, it's a great mix so fair to say that within maybe five weeks or so we will have more information about the exact plans for rushmore rumble for 2022 would that be a, yes. a, a appropriate timeline yeah we hope by next week to have some date some additional dates set for not only the rushmore rumble but also for first dakota classic and our outdoor target nationals so people can make plans for the yes, upcoming definitely. season uh, speaking of the upcoming uh, events, we also have Indoor Nationals coming up. Um, first opportunity to have that event in quite a while, and I would like to get your take on on that. I know that as we speak right now, some things haven't been finalized, but in general terms, what are the plans for Indoor Nationals? Yeah, you know, it's kind of funny with Indoor Nationals. Um, with 2020, would have been our first year on the contract with Louisville, going back to Louisville. And we actually announced earlier this year that we were extending our contract two years because technically we would already be in the last year of our contract yeah. without right. ever even having an event. Um, so we did announce that we'll be there in for sure in 2022, 2023 and 2024. So, okay. yep, we are going back to Louisville. 
this year it'll be March 18th through the 20th. Okay. And so that that's one reason why Rushmore Rumble uh, dates are still floating because of that proximity to that event as well, I presume. Yeah, it would kind of be March 4th through the 6th would put it sandwiched right between Vegas and indoor, which yeah. is a great thing. I mean, it keeps people's indoor season going. Yeah, for sure. I, I don't know if it's a great thing for you guys having to shuttle immediately between Yankton and Louisville, but uh, for sure, it would definitely give people lots of opportunity to get as much back into the sport as they can. Um, and, and, you know, a string of events like that gives people momentum. Sometimes you see, you know, shooters really benefiting from that kind of thing. Absolutely. Yeah, we're, we're excited to have them all three finally in normal settings and a normal year. So, yeah. So once again, just to recap, we've got the Vegas shoot 2022 and we've got the uh, world archery indoor final. And by the way, Bruce, one thing that we need to touch on is that, um, we were talking a few months ago, and there was at the time some discussion of the possibility of making some some shifts to the schedule, perhaps having some uh, of the event take place on Saturday night instead of on Sunday night. It's my understanding that we're going to leave the schedule more or less alone for this iteration of the Vegas shoot. Is that right? Yeah, I think just because we've taken a hiatus, we wanted to come back with something people were used to and, and similar. So, and we also with switching the Super Bowl weekend, we got some breathing room on our end for a, a cutting show that used to follow us. Um, so, you know, that's a, a horse and, thing. Is that a horse show? Yes, is that what that is? Yes, correct. So they were having to convert um, the facilities in, you know, a really short timeline, which put a lot of stress on us for teardown and, and moving out. So now that we kind of have a little breathing room, you know, we want to go back and, and try the original schedule and then maybe look 23 for any changes. Awesome. So right now, uh, folks, if you're wondering whether you're going to have a big difference in terms of the schedule, as we uh, Bruce and I had alluded to back, I think, in April, Bruce, yep. uh, that is not going to be the case. We are going to have a normal Vegas schedule for the Vegas 2022 shoot, the 56th Vegas shoot, which is hard to wrap my mind around. But there you have it. Yeah, it's almost as old as me. $56,000 just for the premier category, up to half a million dollars in overall money. The biggest event in the sport of archery, as Bruce has said many times before, the Super Bowl of our sport. And Bruce and Brittany, I can't thank you enough for taking the time to join me today on the podcast to give the information out and, uh, and get the momentum started as we look forward to another Vegas shoot this year, uh, I should say in 2022. Thank you, George. Yeah, thanks, George.